Simplified Chaos, Episode 9. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to start leading a more purposeful life. This is Simplified Chaos. Hey, beautiful friends. Welcome back, or hello if you are new joining us. This is one of your hosts, Jillian, and my husband's across from me. What's going on, folks? Hey, Nick. And Lucille's with us, our eight-month, eight-month? Eight-month-old baby. Eight-month-old baby. Sometimes I'm like, seven, eight, nine, I forget. She'll be joining us today. I'm sure she'll be chiming in at any given point. Love it. Yes. (laughs) We're excited. We are. Today, what are we talking about? Today, we're talking about marriage. Ooh. Or can we say relationships because not everybody's married. Right. But either way, it's the commitment. Marriage slash relationships. I like it. I like There's it. what we're going with. <laughs> cool. So, so what are we diving into with marriage slash relationships? Today, we are going to be sharing, I think, a lot of the stressors that couples face and some of the stressors we face and how we've solved them and kind of some simple steps to kind of simplify that beautiful chaos that is a marriage and and or relationship. Because it is wonderful, but it can get crazy in a good way. Yes. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> um, we're also going to be talking about how to get your partner on board to simplifying your life. I know some people are really like, oh my God, I want to minimize the stuff in my life so I can live more purposefully. But my husband or my wife, like they don't understand. So I think it'd be fun to kind of share our experience how we got how both of us kind of got on board with that that sounds good to me looking forward to this discussion i think it's gonna be really good i hope so and oh sorry no go ahead lucille's kind of squirming and we're also going to be sharing uh, some resources today that we have used or that have been helpful for us in this process perfect (laughs) but before we get into that yes i smell some gratitude here let's get into some gratitude segment so why don't you start off today, Jill? Me? We'll switch things up a little bit. Okay, okay. Yeah, I keep did. you on your toes. <laughs> or my, my butt, because that's what we're sitting yeah. on the carpet in our yeah. bedroom. Absolutely. Um, today, I'm grateful for what happened this morning. Oh, yeah? Your, my in-laws, your parents coming to town and visiting and just spending a couple hours with us hanging out and just playing with Lucille and just soaking up in that grandma and grandpa time. Yeah. Um, I'm grateful that they live close enough that they can visit. And I know not everybody has that advantage where their family is close enough by where they can visit whenever they want. Right. So I'm grateful for your parents that they're close enough that they can visit us. And it's kind of crazy to think that at one point we wanted to move across the country. Yeah. And then after having a baby, it's like, we made the wow. We made a good decision. Can you imagine doing this with your parents being so far away or my mom being so far away? (laughs) Yeah, they wouldn't get to hear that little lovely voice that you just heard there. <laughs> and also, we need to be grateful for the birthday cake that they got us. It is our birthday week. It Jill is. and I, are, our birthdays it. are a week apart. Mine's on Valentine's Day, the 14th, and hers is on the 21st. So it is birthday week for us. And they brought us a lovely cake. <laughs> that was really sweet. Very sweet. It was caramel icing, homemade caramel icing. So, and it was yeah. delicious. Nick thought that caramel was not as sweet as maple syrup. And I said, uh, babe, caramel is like double, doubly sweet. I'm not <laughs> a smart man. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Uh, but it was delightful. I could only eat a little bit because can't have too much sweets. It does not, does not make me feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. But it was good. So for me, 
I'm going to kind of keep a, a similar theme, but I'm thankful for or grateful for my coworkers. I've only been at this new job for about three weeks now, but you know, with this week being my birthday, um, we had you know a, a nice celebration. Uh, you know, one person in particular, um, you know, brought the whole office you know a little Valentine sweets, but went out of her way to also you know get me a little cake for for my birthday, that and was really everyone was very sweet and, and you know wishing me happy birthday. So even though I'm a brand new employee there, they've been very supportive gone out of their way to help me out and, and learn things with the company so i am really appreciative grateful and you know looking forward to this journey with this uh, new company that i'm with it is pretty convenient that your birthday is on valentine's day because even if you forget you'd be like oh i have these sweets that are i i bought for you for yeah, your birthday there you go. Like, <laughs> i got this bouquet of flowers just for you nick yeah. That I got from one of my students. I got no but flowers. I'm going to give it to you as a second hand. I got no gift. flowers. Happy this year. birthday. <laughs> no, but that was good. No, so I'm, I'm really grateful for, for my coworkers. I've been grateful for all the coworkers I've had. I've, I've been in pretty good situations over the last few jobs. You're pretty um, likable. You smell I good. Try. I do shower you every day. You have those beautiful eyes that sparkle. Eh, mm. my, not mind everybody think that, but we'll see. <laughs> that's crazy. Yes. I think everybody thinks that. So good. That's, that's what we're grateful for today. <laughs> I like it. So let's go ahead and dive into our topic today, which is marriage slash relationships. And I'm kinda, excited. Yeah. No, we're going we're gonna to dig deep today. We're going to dig deep. We may get a little filthy, and I kind of oh. like it. Tell me more. <laughs> oh, gosh. So I, I, what we wanted to really start off with is talking a little bit about some of the stresses that couples face um, in, in marriage, and and I think the first one I want to talk with because I think it's probably one of the more prevalent things is is finances. Oh, yeah, I think, that's the hardest thing for you. Not for me. I just said in general. Oh, I thought we were starting with like the hardest things that we both faced. No, not doing that. Well, let's go ahead and do that. No, well, let's let's do it your way, honey. I'm no. gonna compromise. See, look at us. We're solving problems. Yeah, we're solving problems, and I'll admit when I'm wrong. So, what's the hardest thing that you oh. faced in our marriage here, Jill? Are you saying that I'm right? Okay. I did say you're right. I'm not afraid to admit when I, you're <laughs> Excuse right. Excuse me. I have a little uh, cough. Um, so the hardest thing, I know it may be different for you, but the hardest thing that I think we face so far as a married couple uh, has just been my infertility journey. Yeah. Um, I think it took a lot. It was just draining. I feel like because I was being drained mentally, physically, emotionally, I couldn't be there for you as much as I wanted to you know, physically, you know what I'm saying? I feel Word. like, uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like our, our sex life lacked a little bit just because I was taking injections and just thinking about it all the time. I can't get pregnant. Am I going to get pregnant? And then there were some other hiccups along the, the way, you know, yeah. me getting the fibroid tumors and I had surgery and it was just, it was really hard for me. It was a me. long journey and, you know, I know we talked throughout the entire time, but I think there were some things that, I don't know if you didn't think that I could relate or or whatnot, I but I think that no, there, there was, was yeah. There so was a point where, I knew that you were yeah. going through a tough time, but I don't. I might not have known exactly how tough of a time you were really having, and you know, I think you found other ways to get that out there, and I think that's when you started acupuncture, right? I started acupuncture, and I just started talking about it on Insta stories. I know that may sound crazy to some people, but just sharing what I was going through with the injections. Um, there was a lot of people that reached out that knew exactly what I was going through because a lot more people have gone through infertility treatments than I thought that I thought. 
So just having that sense of community on Instagram and knowing that there was other people who have done it was extremely helpful. Right. And I know there was one point where I didn't want to tell you, but it got to a point where I, I eventually did tell you that I was like, I don't, I don't think I want to have a baby anymore. Right. Because at one point we decided like we're going to move to Oregon. Um, we want to be in nature. We want to be. You know, we want to go to a different place. You want to have a different lifestyle. Lucille is all tangled up on the cords right now. This is hysterical. <laughs> she looks like a fork with a piece of linguine. <laughs> um, sorry about that, guys. Kind of in and out of the mic. She was pretty cute. Um, but yeah, there was a point where I told you, like when we decided that we were moving, a real estate agent came to the house and was like yeah. giving us pointers what to do. I told you that I... I didn't want to get pregnant anymore because I knew if I got pregnant, it would, that means our plan of moving wasn't going to happen. And I was right. like really excited to move and go to a new place. And I think I thought maybe going to a new place was going to solve my problems, but I'm not so sure if I would have felt any different going to a new place, but still mentally and physically and emotionally having the same problems now that I'm reflecting on it. Yeah. And when we had that conversation, it was actually after you had the, was the IUI? The IUI. That- I said, I was- I know she she would not be happy about this situation. If- no, I felt really guilty saying that I hope that I don't get pregnant. There was like a 15% chance that the IUI was going to work. And I felt really guilty saying I, I don't want to get pregnant anymore. Yeah. Like I want to move to Oregon. I don't want to be here. And I felt just reflecting on that type of thinking. I think I maybe had like a runaway mentality. Yeah. Thinking, yeah. reflecting And I don't now. know how long you were thinking know. that before the IUI or if that was just kind of a sudden realization. I don't know. I but think, I do remember yeah. having that conversation with you, and it was probably about a week before we found out that we were actually lucky and blessed. Oh, my gosh. When I found out that I was pregnant, I immediately felt like, why did I ever think that? Yeah. I, I remember getting so the call from you, too. I was in a meeting, and you were like, hey, uh, so we did it. And I was like, what? Like, when I got the phone call, I was like, yeah, she's going to tell me that, you know, it didn't work out, and let's fast track the plans to, to move out to Oregon. But it was not that call. It was a different call and it was, it was, it was amazing. And here we are still in Maryland and could not be happier that we're around family and friends. And it's just amazing. It's just funny thinking about where my headspace was then. Yeah. But you know what? I, I made sure to tell you about it, even though it made me sound like, a, I feel like it made me sound like a horrible person saying, you know, after all this, I don't want to get pregnant anymore. You were through, but you went through you a know lot. what? I was feeling my feels and I wanted you to know what I was going through. So yeah, I can't be, I can't be uh, regretful of that. So, but what was the hardest thing that you think we've faced in our marriage so far? I don't know if it was in the similar time span of that or if it's been something different. So I feel like we've been very fortunate to have a, a marriage where we're, we communicate. Um, and I think the hardest part that we've gone through maybe as a couple, you know, besides the infertility journey was when I was at a startup company and oh. really stopped getting paid for a little bit because there was no money left operationally. You paid for a, like it was about several months. It was, well, it was like, I think it ended up being like two months overall. Um, but I was always being told that the money was coming in and that I'd be getting paid the next week and it just never happened. So I was stressed. And I don't think I really knew it at the time and could communicate it properly to you. But I know that, you know, we, we talk about it and you didn't really know that there was anything going on with me either. It was your mom. No it was your mom who said, you know, there's something going on with Nick. And I, I lost like 
a couple extra pounds. I was in a, in a stage where I was losing weight, but I was down to about 190, 185. I which, felt like a horrible wife. The fact that my mom was like, um, why is Nick look so skinny? And I didn't notice <laughs> because like I, I see you every day. And I was like, what do you mean? And then I finally had to, to ask you and you kind of admitted that you were stressed, but I really had no idea. Yeah. And it, it was just one of those things where I guess I really never thought of anything except for I'm not getting paid. How are we going to, you know, it's a good thing I have some money saved up that I can help out with the bills. But, you know, there was a point where you pretty much took over a lot the of the payments. Yeah. And it was scary for me. And, and I guess, you know, that's kind of why I was saying finances is one of those things that can be a huge stressor is when you don't know, you know, if money's coming in or not. And, and we didn't have a kid and we weren't responsible for it at the time. Yeah. Um, it was just you and I. And that was stressful. And I couldn't imagine that situation now having, you know, her around. So... I'm fortunate that it happened when it happened, and I was very fortunate to be able to go back to my previous employer. Yeah, you know who was, you know, something stable that you know you yeah. would. Yeah, and, and have so a we were able job. to quickly get back on track. However, that was a, a very nerve wracking time, and you know I was I was working my butt off, and you know felt like things were going well, but you know just wasn't getting paid for it. So. When that happens, like, yeah. you tend to lose motivation and, and you know, you, you almost feel helpless at that point. And that's where I was. But, you know, luckily, good things happened. Well, it also made me kind of open my eyes to just question you more. Yeah. You know, to see how you're really feeling, because I don't know if this is true for all men, but I feel like you may try to hold things in because you want to be the man in the relationship. You yeah. want to be strong and show no signs of weakness. So it's like I feel like I have to pull things out of you sometimes. Yeah, to, and I just really think it was a, those... a thing of an awareness, too. Like, I just yeah. wasn't really aware. Like, I knew there was something wrong, but I just wasn't aware. And I and just never brought it out to the surface, I think. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's probably more where guys come from, is that, you know, it's just maybe just not that awareness that, you know, there's something. And, and certainly, you know, the man thing, and you don't want to admit when, when things are going rough. Um, but for me, I feel like that time was more of, you know, I just wasn't aware that, I was having some issues and that, you know, I was stressed out because I didn't know, you know, the next time I was going to get paid or whatnot. So that was definitely an experience, but we got through it. We got through both the experiences you know, you were supportive of me at that time, particularly financially, you were supportive of me. And then during your infertility journey, you know, we supported each other. We tried to help each other out as best as we could, but you know, there was things that I just didn't know that was going on. So I think to kind of sum up what we've learned from our darker periods for both of us, at least what I've learned with you is that I just need to be more mindful about kind of what you're going through. And I feel like maybe I wasn't, we were living a, a pretty fast paced life back then that maybe I didn't even notice that my husband was losing weight or that you were stressed. So. It kind of forced me to really slow down, which is kind of what we're doing, simplifying our life to really right. be more mindful and really look at what is presently going on and making sure that, you know, I'm digging a little deeper with you because, you know, not everyone's the same. I'm like an open book. I think most women, you know, are very open about their feelings. But with you, and I don't know if this is true with all men, I think we might have to dig a little deeper just to make sure that you're okay. Because at the end of the day, if something is stressing you out at work, it's going to affect our marriage and our relationship and what's right. going on at home. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and you know, I've been more open recently and, and more aware of things that are going on with me and trying to communicate those with you. So I think it's been a good 
we've been more mindful on both sides. And just even more open, I think, than we have been in the past. Yeah. I think radical honesty is so important, but being honest in a kind and respectful way, um, which it can be hard. It can be tricky using the language to, to talk about things, I know. But I feel like we got it down. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so now we're going to get into some of the different topics of, you know, some of the stressors that couples can face. And full disclosure, we just took about a five-hour break from what <laughs> we just heard there. Um, Lucille lost her shit. Um, I'm just going with the flow here. Yeah, yeah. This is what More marriage like is all flow. about and parenting. <laughs> so uh, she's now in bed. It's the nighttime. We're going to power through this and make sure we deliver a podcast on Tuesday. Yeah, sorry if the beginning of this sounded a little bit unfocused. We're hoping it, it still sounds yeah. cohesive, but Lucille was tangled up in the headphones and she was. it was it was crazy. But anyways, so some of the stressors that couples can face um, which could lead to some issues during marriage and, and one of them I alluded to a little bit earlier was finances. And we did an episode on finances earlier. It was actually more about budgeting on episode 4. And obviously, finances are a huge, can be very stressful, you know, especially if you're in hard times or somebody's spending more money than what they should be. So if your habits are different, like exactly, you know, you know there's a lot of different things that um, can fall under finances. It might yeah, not be sure. saving enough for retirement, but you know, for us, you know, to kind of give the cliff notes on on the budgeting episode, you know, it was really just communication. I think was was the biggest part and. You know, in some cases, you may have to make some compromises, but when you really think about it, you're doing that for the better of your your relationship, of your marriage, of your family. You know, you want to make sure that, you know, you have enough reserves, you know, in case something comes up, but you also want to live for today. Well, I you think know. what helped what helped us kind of solve the, the financial, ugh, financial situation was just talking about the why. Like, why do we want to look at our finances? Like, and I feel like if you know your why, like we want to travel more, you know, we want to save more for retirement. I feel like if you know the reason why you're doing things, then yep. it makes it that much easier to be on board. And that goes back to communication and just really looking at what we spent. Exactly. Looking at our spending and just being intentional about future spending. It sounds simple, really, but uh, <laughs> it's hard to actually sit down. Like you think about, you know, you're working, you come home, you just kind of go through the, the mundane task of the day. But, you know, you have to make time to like monthly look at what you're you're spending yeah. and even even more so you know if you have a certain budget for like date nights or, or meals and whatnot you know you should be looking at that every week looking if not every other week just to make sure. sure you know where you're yep. at Absolutely. and what you can spend for the month so we do take a, a much de deeper dive on that on episode four budgeting in case anybody's interested in that it's a good one it is a really good one that was, was one of my favorite ones to do it was well, i say that about all of them because i really do enjoy doing this <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun it is uh next one Household duties. Duties. Duty. You said duty. I know. I love that word. Me too. But that can be a huge source of contention. And actually, it's funny. Um, last night, I was having a conversation. We were over at some friend's house, and we were talking about some of the duties. And it was after dinner. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to chuckle every time. You will. <laughs> can we every change time it to like duty. chores? <laughs> Household chores. Thank you. So... Most of my friends who are, who are guys, they hate doing the dishes. You know, they would much rather cook really? than do the. Yeah, no, it was, it was kind of cook? an interesting. And I told him, oh. I was like, listen, you know, Jill is usually home first um, by a couple hours. You know, mm -hmm. not so much anymore, but, you know, dinner's already 
being cooked. So, you know, I'm taking over the the washing of the dishes and I'm Just fine makes, with that. Like, it I makes mean, sense though yeah. too. Like, I don't know. I feel like you kind of have to go with the routine, the season of life you're in. Like if I'm getting home early, that's not, that may not always be the case in yeah. the future, but whoever's getting home early, it makes sense that person to start whatever the meal is. And you don't have to love cooking, but you have to have a plan in order to make it happen, which we talk about a meal planning. Exactly. That if I'm not home, you have absolutely all the knowledge you need to start dinner. Exactly. And it's not complicated. It's kind of funny how all the topics we've talked about so far are kind of tying into they this are. one. I know. So yeah, go back and listen to all the episodes if you haven't yet. <laughs> but you know, I, I think it, it is important. You know, there, there's things that I do here like Dishes is one of my thing. I do the vacuuming. Obviously, we talked so about grateful. you know self care and me loving to do the lawn work. You don't so love I, vacuuming yeah. though. Actually, I do like vacuuming. Really? I don't mind it. Who are you? I know. I'm weird. I'm weird. <laughs> but I think it's the little things, and you obviously think it's sexy when I'm doing those things. And so for sure, my love language is uh, what do you call it? Um, acts of affirm. Is it acts of affirmation or one of those things where you're actually doing something? Like I love. Yeah. That you do those tiny small things like doing the dishes, vacuuming, like those little things add up to be huge stressors. I can't do it all. And the fact that you kind of pitch in and help out and balance out, you know, the responsibility load is mm -hmm. phenomenal. Like right. men, if you are not doing anything at the house, like I feel like you will have more sex if you start doing it. Because I look at Nick and I'm like, you're going to get laid tonight because yep. you're vacuuming. I kind of bribe him. I'm not going to lie, but it works. So we need to wrap this thing up soon then, right? <laughs> you did vacuum today let's, yes. let's hurry this podcast up i did a lot of dishes today too you sure did but mm. you know from your end not only is it cooking but you tend to, to always do the bathrooms um full disclosure we do our own laundry so jill does her laundry i do my laundry but she'll do the towels the sheets she does lucille's laundry so you know she's picking up a lot there uh, i like to do my laundry a particular way so you i do, do mine um, but we have, you know, a very clear understanding of who does what. But at the same time, I think what takes it a step further is if somebody's just having a bad day, stressed out, not feeling well, one of us will pick up the slack for the other person. Kind of like me today. Yeah. Yeah. No, and and you you know, happy to, was happy to do with some, some things. things today because I'm kind of feeling under yeah. the weather and I'm drinking tea right now. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I also do the the garbage but you know you took out the garbage today you're like you know what i'm throwing this last thing out i don't want it to sit in the garbage i'll take it out to the you know the yeah. can and i'll take it out to the street tomorrow but we have a nice system and we're not afraid to pick up somebody else's work if 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 need be if, if somebody's stressed out so I, I think we communicate that well with each other and oftentimes it goes without saying you know it, it's not can you do this for me you'll You'll see that you know I'm I'm busy or swamped with something, and mm -hmm. you'll go out of your way to, to do that, or, and I'll do the same thing. So, I think it really those are that's a big stressor is is just dividing those things up, but being willing to to help your spouse out. I think having like I try to instill this mindset with you that we're dating like all the time yeah. because I know that in you know in the very beginning you want to impress that person and you want to do your best and show your you know show how amazing you are to that person. Like you want me because I do this, I do that. I'm nice. I'm respectful. I'm kind. Like I want to keep that energy throughout our whole marriage and yeah. it can be easy to slow it down and get lazy and just kind of, I guess, I guess give up mm -hmm. and stop trying as much. Cause you're like, you know, I got a husband I'm good. I don't need to try anymore, but I feel like with anything like consistency is key. Right. 
And I think this is also a good time to bring up like upbringing as well, because I think you wanted to kind of tie that into household chores and how, you know, what you saw growing up in your house, what I saw growing up in my house. And, and for me, it was very similar. Like my parents split duties and there was no fighting about it. I know chores. I'm sorry. Duties. duties. They split chores. There was no arguing about it. You know, my dad would take, do the garbage. You know, he would do all the, you know, the, that, those kinds of things. You know, he would do dishes or my mom would do dishes because my mom cooked most of those nights. So it was for me. I was able to see them as a team working together. That's awesome. And it was really cool. And, and it's kind of how I've lived my life and, you know, lived with you that is that I want to wanna, yeah. I wanna be your partner and, and help out. It just goes to show you how important, like, action is with kids, especially, too. Like, if, like, they they do what you do. They don't do what you say. Do-do. Do. She's do. <laughs> a lot of duties and do-do's yeah. today. Uh, but, yeah, like, growing up, my mom cleaned the bathrooms every Saturday morning religiously you know, my dad would do the lawn work and my mom would do laundry. And, you know, I see that and that was instilled in me and ingrained. But at the same time, like, I know that we have room to tweak it if that doesn't work for us. And we have a little bit. Because yeah. um, obviously I don't do your laundry and fold your underwear. You don't need to do that. <laughs> I got it. But it's just so funny how when you think about how you grew up and you absolutely instill those chores that you see your parents doing. So it's, it's even more motivation for us to keep up this whole teamwork atmosphere mm-hmm. so that Lucille sees that. And she has that instilled in her as well to have like a teamwork atmosphere and just, uh, you know, pitch in when she's, you know, to help others. And, yeah. um, and I've seen a lot, a lot of your mom and you and, <laughs> you know, she, your mom loves taking care of people. And now that she's watching Lucille, I come downstairs and my lunch is pretty much almost made i just have a couple of things to put she's together and she, she really is Holy but cow. you know you Love would you do mom. the same thing you know before lucille was born um if you got up early you would make the coffee and you still do that and just just the small things like you're you're a very nurturing person and you want to make sure that you know everyone's taken care of not only just me but you know your sister and anybody who else comes in the house you know you always give give them what they need and make sure that they have enough and, and leave with something. So, you know, I think that was pretty cool. And I, I really see that oh, instilled you. in you. And I think it would be cool to hit like the people who maybe their parents didn't have that teamwork atmosphere of cleaning, like a plan for what they can do if, you know, they're not used to doing chores or their mom and dad, mm-hmm. or they did everything their whole entire life and they didn't have many responsibilities growing up. So it might be hard or a struggle living with that person with that type of upbringing. Right. And I almost want to go back to like what we did for budgeting. Like, like you're having a hard time having a balance of chores. Maybe just sit down, write down all of the things that you need to do to take mm-hmm. care of the house. And then just talking about it. Like, hey, I don't mind doing this. Hey, I can do this. And then just having that open conversation. Like, this isn't my favorite, but, you know, I'll compromise and I'll do this if you do that. And just, I don't know, maybe that could be something yeah. that may work for it's people who don't have an... I don't know. I feel like we have a very good nonverbal flow of helping each other out and picking up the slack, but some people may not have that. Right. So I feel like just sitting down and just communicating like this is all the stuff that we need to do to take care of the house. How can we make it less stressful for us? Right. And I I think I totally agree with that. And if you are in that situation, definitely write it down saying I'm more comfortable with doing this than the other thing. But I think over time as you put that together and it becomes, you know, a religious activity for you guys, you will then be able to see when your partner is struggling or needs something to pick up and you might not have to have that conversation. But, you know, in the meantime, as you guys are just starting out, 
don't be afraid to speak up and say something to to your significant other, your partner. Uh, be honest in your communication. Listen. And usually and, use the words I. Like, don't say mm-hmm. you don't do this, you don't do that. It's I need help or I'm struggling. Like, I right. feel like if you use the word I, it's not like you're attacking the other and person. Don't say you need to either. Absolutely. Like, being told is, is, is just not, it doesn't make anybody want to do anything. So, you know, I, I, I agree with that too. And I think if you have that open conversation about writing down everything you need to do to take care of the house, if one of you your partner is not on board with decluttering or simplifying your life, this might be a great eye-opener to be like, I don't want to do all these chores anymore. How can we make this less? So that's when you can communicate, well, why don't we start, you know, taking away furniture that we're not using? (laughs) So maybe the whole, you know, if people are not on board with getting rid of things, maybe there'll be an eye-opener if they're like, well, hey, if I have to start taking care of this, like, I don't want to have to do all these things anymore. Like, how can we make our chore list less? That could help, you know, convince the person to start, getting rid of shit yeah absolutely and one of them is dusting we've gotten rid of furniture and it's less things we have to dust and and it's easier to clean up in those areas and rather than having to move the furniture out i mean it's just it's amazing what how quick things go when you get rid of things yeah and dusting was definitely my responsibility and i was like how can i make this easier and less stressful i can start getting rid of knickknacks i can start getting Mm -hmm. rid of decorative things that just collect dust and don't have any meaning meaning whatsoever they don't spark joy. They don't spark joy. But yeah, I mean, just getting rid of stuff on tables. I mean, I'm going into the de- the decluttering episode, which is another great listen if you haven't listened to it. Yes. But I think the whole topic of talking about chores could help the significant other realize that maybe we do need, maybe we can simplify. Maybe less would make us happier. Exactly. I don't know. It's made just, us happier. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Woo. You want to get in some more duties? Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about parental duties because I think that's another stressor where one parent <clears throat> may think that they be or, or you know have more slack than the other one or picking up the slack a little bit more. So you know, for us, it's I think it's pretty clear cut. We've set a lot of duties, and you know, at nighttime now we we have a schedule now that Lucille's only really waking up once, but sometimes she'll wake up more than once. And so for us, if it's before two a.m. It's next shift because she's probably not hungry. She usually eats before she goes to bed. She may have just had a bad dream or just may need a diaper change at that point. So I have the prior to 2 a.m. And then Jill has the 2 a.m. to the time she wakes up shift, which is usually what you wake up at 4.50 or 5. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. So we have that understanding, but even more so like during the day. It's like a tag team. Like it you is. literally play really tag. Is. It's like, hey. Tag your it, hang out with Lucille and, yeah. you know, enjoy your time with her while I do whatever I need to do. And that goes back if that's your responsibility. If we know that, like, if you know that I'm the one who primarily cooks, you're like, hey, because that's your responsibility, time, it's my I'm going to watch Lucille. Yeah. And when you're doing dishes, I watch her. So, again, it goes back to, like, just that talking about what are your roles in the house and you know, if you're doing that, what can I do to help? And we kind of just go with the flow. Yeah. And I know today you weren't feeling up to par. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm going to spend some more time with her. That way you're not giving her whatever it is that I'm you're so coming down with. I'm so grateful for that. Thank you. And, you know, it's, it's again, it's it's one of those things where you're with your partner long enough. You know, you, you start to learn how to handle your kid. <laughs> you know, at eight months, I think we've got a good grasp on it until she changes, a you know, throws us a curveball and does something else tomorrow. <laughs> but, me some curveballs. you know, right now it's it's... You know, it's always a joy hanging out with her and just, you know, being there in the moment. And so it's, it's for me, it's 
it's an easy partnership. It's an easy thing for us to, you know, tag team. And, and when I have to vacuum or whatever, you're hanging out with her. And when you're doing your thing, I'm hanging out with her. And then we hang out with her together. Yeah. We're definitely ebb and flowing, zig and zagging. Like, yeah. And we got this rhythm thing. down now. It's just rolling with the punches. I mean, life's going to throw you curveballs all the time. It, it, it does. I mean, it, life is full of chaos. We say it at the beginning <laughs> of every, familiar. yeah. And you just have to be able to adjust with those things. And, and being flexible is is a huge part of it. And and obviously today we had we had to be very flexible today with this podcast episode. You know, we yes. decide, we we usually record on Saturdays. I was helping a friend out, like I mentioned, do some drywall, mm-hmm. and so we couldn't record on Saturday. It ran way over than I, what I thought it would. And so today, with my parents being here, you know, we were like, you know what? We'll do it after they leave, or we tried to do it beforehand, but there was just too much going on this morning, and so we started this episode. Lucille wasn't having it. We adjusted, and now we're here. We're going to wrap this up this evening and have something nice for you guys on Tuesday. So yeah, you have to be flexible. I think and it takes a lot of energy to go against does. the grain than just to go with it. It does. I know it's harder to let chaos in, but sometimes it's better just to let it in and then go with it. Uh, but you know, don't let it, you know what they say, uh, go with the flow, but not to the falls as they say. I like it. So, you know, you, you go with it, but at the same time you have to have boundaries and redirect it that to make it right for you. And I think we do that really well. Yeah. So I'm going to reverse this. We were going to talk about romance and sex next, but I want to do work and like save that romance and sex for last, because I think that's a fun topic, Mm. but work can suck sometimes. And when it does, you tend to bring whatever stress you have from work home. That's because most of the day is spent at work. Exactly. If you have a nine to five job, you're at work most of the day. So of course it's gonna affect you and your marriage or your relationship. Absolutely. Especially and if you don't talk- like it. Yeah, and we talked about it earlier how the, I think one of the biggest challenges for, for us in our marriage was when I wasn't making any money at my job. And that was obviously a huge stressor. It put stress on Jill because she was bringing, you know, she had to mm-hmm. bring in the money and we had to, to budget a little bit more. Um, but what got us through that was at least communicating about the budget. Obviously, I didn't communicate how stressed out I was, but I don't think I really realized how stressed out I was at the time. But I think another good thing is we vent about work for a little bit sometimes, not often, but we listen to each other too and offer constructive feedback and and say, you know, well, maybe you can handle this situation differently or you can approach your boss this way. So we're there to support each other. And, you know, I, I enjoy listening to your thoughts on, on school and, and what's going on there. And so I, I think it's when, when it comes to work with stuff that's not inside your control with your relationship, mm-hmm. you can still be a partner with somebody and help them figure it out and, and help guide them through maybe some difficult times that might be having at work. And I think we have a good balance of like limiting our conversation of work. So that way, you know, when we come home, we leave work at work and we're not consumed by it. Right. But also I feel like if you're complaining that much about work, do something about it. Like start taking steps to take action and change what you're doing. Uh, I agree. Like, You know, you talked about how you weren't getting paid before when eventually you took action and you got a new job. So I feel like if you're really venting that much about work and you're stressed about work and overwhelmed and bringing it home and it's affecting your relationship, then change the situation. And 
I just recently did that, and it was more so because of the commute that I had. And but that I, was a stress. I, it was a stress, and and I wasn't spending enough time with uh, Lucille and you. I mean, just I would I had maybe an hour with Lucille in the evening, mm-hmm. and then an extra half an hour with you, and that was just to me it was unacceptable. So I made a change, and you know, right now it's crazy how much time i have with you guys in the evening oh and God, it's, that it's one awesome. hour it's is like life-changing great <laughs> and it's going to be even more you know once i i move my shift up a little bit more i mean i'm going to have an extra two hours with you guys in the I evening know. and it's just going to be amazing so yeah you know with work be supportive listen um but you know take action absolutely all right, here's the saucy stuff. Yeah. We're going to talk a little romance and sex. We don't have romance. No, none of that. About. But it can be seriously stressful for some relationships. It where, can be unexciting. Yeah. Your magic, your quote-unquote magic could be lost. But yeah. you know what? You have to work at it. You do. And I think our sexual relationship hasn't it's been great that's all i can say is it even through like pregnancy and and post-pregnancy it's been freaking fantastic i you know zero complaints in this department this may sound kind of weird but i think of sex i don't want to say i think of it as a chore because it's it's an exciting chore for me that 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 makes it sound any better but i feel like i want to i want to have good sex yes and even the times where i'm not feeling it I'm going to make myself get in the zone somehow. I'm going to grab some lube. Yes, ladies, lube is your friend. Yeah. Um, or even like just talking like for girls, it's very mental. So even if you like start talking to me about what you're going to do or sending me a text message just to get me in that zone, like I I feel like when you're you're committed, like you're committed sexually as well. So it's my responsibility to do what I need to do to keep this up. And I enjoy keeping it up. So I know I use the word chore, but I feel like it's my responsibility to make sure that we're sexually compatible for the rest of our lives. Absolutely. And if that means changing it and experimenting, I am all for that. I think sometimes we get too comfortable, like this may be TMI, but we would start sex the same way all the time. I'd get on top and that's how we would start. And then lately I'm like, hey, what would turn you on? And then you totally mixed up how we started sex and that completely changed the whole situation. Just that Boom, one thing, back. one way of like sexing it up is just changing how we started. And it wasn't like crazy Kumasatra, Kamasutra, Kamasutra, cheese. Kumasatra. Kumasatra. Um, it wasn't like any crazy, I'm gonna throw up my back kind of stuff, which I would love to get to, but it was just small tweaks just to mm-hmm. mix it up. And I don't know. I feel like it's our responsibility to just to keep it sexy and alive. And who wants to have, yeah. who wants to like not want to have sex? Like that sounds horrible to well, me. Well, and I think, yeah, if, if the idea of sex with your partner is hard to think about or you don't think about it or you just don't want to do it, then I, I think there's something bigger you have to, to talk about. Uh, yeah. Because I look at you every day and I'm ready to go. Like, <laughs> it's just like. I feel like most dudes are though, Yeah, right? but I mean. I'm sure there's there's guys in relationships who are just sick and tired of, you know, you know the same old thing and it's again one of those things where they have to go back and really analyze and judge their relationships, but you know, every day, I mean, pats on the butt, whatever. I mean, I At the end it goes back to the I little just, things. I just I am you know. so attracted to you and <laughs> you know, if we could do it every day, that'd be great. 
but I know it's not, I know it's not always possible. There's, there's, there's things in life, but you know, if you find yourself using, you know, kids as an excuse or, or just job tiredness as an excuse to not have sex because you really don't want to have sex, then you, I think you really need to, to reexamine that, communicate with your partner, talk about it. That's one of the things that, that we've done lately. I mean, you know, we've always had, you know, I don't think there's been times where we've gone through a huge period where we're not having sex. Like it's, it's always been regular in our relationship, but now that we're talking about it even more, you know, things are getting different and exciting and, you know, it's been fun. It's like anything else in life. We're constantly going through different seasons and changing and growing. So I feel like your sex life should do that too. And who wants the same old thing all the time? Like, of right. course, that's going to get monotonous and boring. Yeah. Like, just be open and talk about, well, let's try this. It could be horrendous and be like, no, this did not work out. But yeah. you will never know if you don't try. And it'll be fun giggling yeah. about it, just thinking, hey, remember when we tried that position? And it was like <laughs> a horrible fail. Yeah. Like, at least you're spicing things up. And I mean, seriously, like, you know, if you are struggling to, to make time for sex, I mean, schedule that shit. Like, make it happen. If you have, you know, if you need to get a sitter, you know, and take the kids to, to you know, the grandparents' house or something just so that you guys can have some time alone, you know, do it. Put you some know. headphones on them and give them an iPad yeah, or something. Yeah, do something. But Or just know. do it really. You know what's sexy is when you're like. When you were at home and your parents were home and you like try to be super quiet, that shit's sexy. <laughs> yeah, reverse to me. the roles. Act like you know your like your parents. The kids. Yeah, exactly. Like the, yeah, the, the, the kids are the parents. But like we can't make a noise. Yeah, spice it up. Just do it, guys. But if you think about it, we spend so much time at work, and if work is work really a priority? Like, what's the bigger priority? Right. Is your relationship a priority or is work? Because we spend 40 hours a week on work. How many hours do we spend on More marriage? More than 40 weeks of work. Yeah. So if you think about the time that we spend on work and the time you spend on marriage and look at it, it's probably pretty sad. Yeah. So it's like, use that time wisely. And any little minutes you have, like, put effort into making your relationship work. It could be like a little comment slapping your butt. You look <laughs> hot, babe. A simple yeah. text message. It's like, think of all the little things you can do throughout the day to put the effort in to make your marriage exciting yeah. and hot. Yeah, Like, absolutely. it's not just going to stay exciting, guys. You have to put in the work. And I think we do that pretty well. I think so, and too. it starts to There's get no boring... There's no complaints here, I'll tell you that much. Well, I just hope you're honest with me and say, listen, I'm really sick of this position, Jill. Can I, like, flip you over and pretzel you <laughs> and put you on your head? I'll be like, well, let me practice a little bit and stretch it out. But, yeah, like, I just hope we are honest enough to continue being honest about stuff like that because I think it's important in a marriage. Yeah. And I hope there's nobody listening with their kids in the car. No. <laughs> Good time. So we'll just, we're acrobats, guys. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, those are some of the stressors that, that we wanted to discuss. You know, obviously, we'd love to hear some feedback, from, uh, you know, especially on, on this episode. And, and, you know, I think in the, in the future, we're going to do an episode kind of like an Ask Us Anything. I know, like, on Reddit, there's these Ask Me Anything kind of things. So I, we'd love to do that one kind of in the near future. And we'll probably do one like every 20 episodes or so. But uh, we definitely want your feedback on this one. And, and For sure. you know, if there's anything we miss... You know, we'd love to to dive into those topics as well. But especially if your marriage or relationship is like out of this world, like tell us what you're doing so we can add it to our toolbox. Like I love learning new tricks of the trade or little strategies that we can help implement and make our relationship even better. Absolutely. So I want to kind of go back and and go over some of the solutions that we talked about to some of these stressors. And I think again, the number one thing was honest and open communication with your partner 
saying what's on your mind, being respectful, and then what goes hand in hand in that is listening to your partner. You know, truly listen, repeat back what they're saying so that you fully understand where they're coming from. And if you don't understand, you know, keep asking questions until you do understand. Without judgment or opinion. Without judgment, 100%. When it comes to the household and parental responsibilities, you know, write it down, establish it, you know, make a chart, it do something. It may sound silly, it but if you think silly. about it, it's if you put everything out in the open and see all that you have to do, it'll probably make it so much easier for you to just get it done with. Talk yeah. about what you have to get done and how you can divvy it up to make it right for you. Like, and then it'll become a routine. So mm-hmm. that's that's key there. Uh, and and again, be willing to pick up the slack when needed. You know, again, we all have our bad days. Even if you're not asked to, just seeing that yeah. you may need help it's like you know if you're what? trying to have sex not- maybe go out of your way and, and vacuum at eight o'clock at night so that she remembers it right before you go to bed <laughs> oh i love you so much <laughs> but you know um and again i think it's you know keeping an open mind and be willing to try new things together i think that's hugely important and we didn't kind of get into that in the romance part but you know and i'm not ta- talking about trying new sex positions but you know, trying new restaurants, trying new uh, adventures, you know, trying to figure out new activities that can help spice things up or, you know, just make things more interesting. And just being fearless together. Yeah. Like if your partner wants to try something new, you know what? Go with it. Support yeah. them. See know? what it's all about. And you may like it. Exactly. Yeah. I think sometimes we're so scared to try something new because we get so comfortable. But that's when like real learning and adventure mm-hmm. takes place. It's when you least expect it. Yeah. Or when there's like a crazy struggle involved. Another one I had was spend some time apart. There are yes. nights where I go out with my friends. There are nights where you go out with your friends. And for example, this weekend, I'm going out with some of my buddies to watch Maryland play Ohio State basketball. <laughs> and you're having people over for brunch the same day. So girls yeah, girls brunch, guys basketball. And you know, we're spending some time apart, but I think that's, you know, it's healthy. For it's us. healthy and you, you, you cherish it more when you're back together again. You know, it's uh, we're going to have our fun. You're going to have your fun. But at the end of the day, we'll, we'll be back together. And but I, I think it's extremely healthy. Like it's to, nice to have, to have that feeling apart. of like, I miss you. Yes. Not that I, I don't appreciate when you're here, but to like yearn. Oh, yearn. It's not like a, a lust, lustly novel. Is that <laughs> lustly is a word? But just to have that feeling of like, I can't wait to see you. Like, right. So I feel like having time together and time apart is so healthy for a relationship. Exactly. And I think a lot of this kind of goes into the self-care thing too that we talked about in the last episode, episode eight, self-care. self-care. So spending that time, you know, doing something that, that brings you joy and, and is going to, you know, you don't have to do everything with your partner. You no. don't. You just you know, have to there's do things, things that, that you fill have to do. you up. Exactly. And that may be different from your partner. So, you know, you're not going to go get my, your hair cut with me. Like, no. that's silly. Like, you have your own salon. Although you have gone to my hair, the place where I get my hair cut, and you just kind of chill out and do whatever. I, that's true. You had, to, you had to see what was going on. I did. I wanted to see there. what this yeah. little swagger place was all about. Place I'm kind of jealous about that. Yes. <laughs> um, I had one more thing, and then I, I think you want it. And so and the other one is, like, make time for date nights and romance. So yes. it is schedule sex. Have a weekend getaway, a one-night getaway even. Um, you know, there, there's there's a lot of different things you can do just to kind of spice that up. And, you know, utilize your your, your support system if you have one around. You know, utilize your parents. Or even your friends. Like or your friends. Your you friends know. have kids and you have kids. It's like, hey, why don't we swap yeah. date I, nights? I, I even had a watch? coworker this week who, 
you know, used to do childcare and, and said, you know, hey, if you ever need somebody to watch Lucille, you know, let me know. And it's That's just, awesome. it's really cool. So that there are people willing to, to watch your kids. I'd be willing to watch any one of my friend's kids, you know, for them just to have a couple hours together. Like, I feel like it's so important for couples to have that time together that yes. I am absolutely willing to do that. So anybody out there who's, who's who is my friend and, and wants us to watch their kids, <laughs> We'll definitely do that for you. Absolutely. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to some solutions or action items well, that people can take? Just with date nights, I know different seasons of life are different. Like right now, we having a lot. We're having a lot more date nights at home, but we still get some one-on-one time when she goes to sleep. But if you make it a routine and it's once a week, there's no excuses. Like it's part of it's part of your routine. It's just like meal planning or anything right. else you're doing or brushing your teeth. It's like this is what we do. There's no negotiations. Like. We have date night on this yeah. night or once a week and you can be more flexible. Maybe it's you just say, we're going to have date night once a week. We don't know what day that is, but it's happening. Yeah. And just again, you put 40 hours into work. How many hours are you putting into relationship? Are yeah. you making the time and the effort to make it be as best as it can be? And hell, some of our date nights have been chicken tenders and tater tots and, and some cocktails. <laughs> I mean... It doesn't get so any better than that. No. It's freaking awesome. It is. Yeah. So guys, there's, it's... and. You know, you don't have to be extravagant or anything like that. It's just the small things. It, it, it's about spending time together. That's all it comes down to is is spending time with your partner, listening to them, having a good conversation, talking about whatever you want, mm-hmm. um, talking about the old days, you know, getting those juices flowing again. The old days. Yeah. Oh, geez, you make us sound like I we're know. 80. I hope we're like. I'm pushing 40 now. I hope our sex life is so riveting when we're 80. I hear it gets really good in the 40s. Like, I think things just take it to another level that's just what i've heard but we'll Mm. see i'm not quite there yet you're getting close (laughs) yeah (laughs) so jilly any resources you want to give our lovely listeners so one of the resources we have this week is from my blog the clean and simple life i wrote a blog post about three reasons why you need to have weekly date nights and you can read it to dive deeper into it, but the three top reasons that you can talk with your partner, and this might be a good conversation if you don't have date nights. Number one, one-on-one time with your partner is essential. Yes. You need to have it. No kids around or in bed. Just make the time. Number two, you should always be dating. Which we are. It's like having a mindset of gratitude that just makes you a happier person. Having that mindset of dating is like having gratitude that you're here with me every day. I will say the only the one thing that's changed really with that mindset is I'm now comfortable farting in front of you. Whereas when we were dating, I was not I comfortable feel like doing that. A lot of walls are down since giving birth to Lucille too. You <laughs> saw it all. When I say it all, I mean like poop, farts, uh, peeing. You yeah. saw everything. So right now it's like the gates are open, but somehow you still find me sexy and I don't understand it. I don't know if that's true for all men. I don't know either. And if it's not men, you I can't unsee this. <laughs> um, and the number three reason for weekly date nights is that you get to explore new places together. Like how fun is that? It's awesome. It's like growing and changing together. Like spice it up. Nobody wants to do the same thing every time. And if you are getting like really comfortable, be the one to be like, let's try something new. How about you pick something new this week? Or how about I pick something new yeah. this week? Like go out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. I think going out of our comfort zone is always been like the best thing for us and just kind of saying 
well, this is what I want to do. I'm not sure. Well, and then we end up doing it. And it's the greatest thing ever. And even if it's not the greatest thing ever, like, hey, we learned a valuable lesson. Exactly. We don't like to yeah. do that. <laughs> we either have a great time together or we have the shittiest time together and then go back and laugh at but it. But either I mean, way, it's, it's yeah. Like, yeah, we're together doing it. And, you know, again, go back to that dating mindset when you're dating the whoever's planning the date wants it to be like this epic date. Yeah. So why don't we have that same mindset when going on every date? Like I want it to be great food, great entertainment, great movie, great cocktails. Like you want it to be the best it's going to be every time you go exactly. out. Exactly. And it takes effort. It, it does. takes effort. It does. But also, a date night is cheaper than therapy, much cheaper than divorce, and a whole lot more fun. That is swell. I think so. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is wonderful. <laughs> so, how about we transition into that quote of the day? Quote of the day today. Oh, we're going to get mushy. Oh, no. True love. Mm. Sometimes you find true love. Then you catch the early flight home from San Diego. Is that a song? No. What Come on, it? the beginning of old school. Oh, no. I don't know that one. Oh, man. Oh. Never mind. Bum, 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 bum. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> true love that is deep is a choice. It's a constant commitment to a person, regardless of the present circumstances. And that is by Mark Manson. And the wording that I really like in that quote is constant commitment. It really stood out to me because commitment is a really fierce word. You know, if you want it to work, you have to put your time and energy to it. Most people probably put more time and energy into their job, like we said, instead of their marriage or relationship. And I know I've been guilty of it, for sure. We had an imbalance of our priorities back in the day. Um, But I feel like we're woke. And I think that we don't take anything for granted. And I just think it's important to know that you don't receive time and energy. You create time and energy. It's Mm -hmm. not given to you. You're going to have to put in the effort to make time and energy for your marriage, for your relationship. And it takes work every single day. But it's fun work. And it ends up always at the at the end. It's it's amazing. I'm glad you think it's amazing. It's amazing. Just got to nurture it like a plant. You don't let it dry out. No. Keep it moist and healthy. (laughs) Moist. <laughs> you like my plan analogy? Yeah, I do. To sex. I do. <laughs> so your take action. We're getting off the wheels here. You're. We're getting off the wheels. You mean the, the rails. track? Oh I don't man, know. man, it's getting late. See, this is why we shouldn't podcast. After no, I 8 think o'clock. it's fun. I love it. So your take action from this podcast is just to embrace the season of life you're in. Show gratitude towards your partner for anything and everything they do. Be fearless and being open and honest with them and focus on improving yourself to be better. And most likely your partner will follow suit. Word. I'll follow you. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, we really didn't talk about how to get your partner on board with Simple Living. Ooh. Oh, I just realized that. that Well, I think we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I think I just want to kind of go back to like, you can't change somebody. You can only change yourself. Yes. So just to keep that in mind too, that change yourself do things that make you thrive and feel alive and most likely the person you're living with is going to see those benefits and going to want to change with you yeah that's what happened with us Absolutely. you were like sorry we're, we kind of went backwards we're, but i just we're, realized we're gonna that. simple living yeah. and i was like yeah okay and then i just saw the benefits and was like i'm on board with this and then i brought home some books you've brought home some books and we yeah, simplified just educating ourselves it's it's fun it's awesome i teach you some new things you teach me some new things and yeah Less chores. Who doesn't want less chores, people? Who wants more money for vacations? I feel like... This guy does. I feel like these are all amazing benefits that why wouldn't you want to simplify your life? 100%. Anyways, I think that's a wrap for this week, Jilly. You don't wrap it up. 
Oh, oh not anymore. That was a bad. Boom, boom, oh, boom, man. Boom. I'm trying to make it relatable, but All it's just right. not working out so well. Sorry about that, guys. But we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, if you like this episode, please give us a review, share with your friends, make sure you subscribe, hit that notification button and let you know when the next episode's coming out. And please screenshot it and share it on Instagram if you think it was beneficial or if it was just a good laugh or you think your partner would benefit from listening to it. That would be so awesome. We would love that. <laughs> but we want to thank you all for hanging out with us this week. And we will catch you next week. See you later, guys. We want to thank everybody for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe and sign up to receive notifications so you know when the next episode is live. If you like today's episode and know someone who could benefit from the topic we covered, please share it with them. And if you have any suggestions for us and want to chime in on today's topic, you can email us at simplifiedchaospodcast at gmail.com, and that's chaos with a K, or send us a comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time.